0: You alright? Yes. Good evening and welcome to uh, Flam and Flange. Let me turn that down a bit so you can actually hear what we're saying. I know,
1: that's crazy, man. I didn't even know we were going to
0: play that tune, actually. I didn't know you were going to get it on. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got to start with the intro. So we're down here tonight at Heroes Bar. Uh, we have a uh, few people around drinking, chatting, enjoying themselves. Sounds like it, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've got uh, quite an evening lined up.
1: Yeah, this is a bit weird, isn't it? It is, because um, this is like an extended living room, yeah. essentially. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's weird enough just me and you in a in living room,
0: aren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and we're sort of uh, stood around, there's like music equipment everywhere. Oh, I'll tell really you cool. what, mate,
1: oh, some lovely simps right in front of us, isn't
0: there? Yeah, yeah, we've got all sorts of stuff, but we
1: won't go into that.
0: Shall we just nick them? We'll just nick them, yeah. Oh, I, was, I was hoping for a reaction from John
1: then, but he didn't even flinch. No, no. <laughs> Alright, come on uh, then. What have we got lined up? We've got
0: loads to get through tonight, haven't we? We have got loads to get through tonight. We've got, uh, we've got uh, our headlining act are The Arboretum. Yes. So they'll be on very last. Uh, we've also got Mutante. Yeah. And we've got. Favorites. Uh, yes, favorites. And we've also got New to Flam and Flange, the very uh, excellent Tone Tanner, who has uh, decided to step in for us, which is really good. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've got some great poets as well this evening. So we've got... Uh, I'm going to do a few things in a moment, uh, which will be good. Yeah. We've also got uh, Charlie Barnes, C.S. Barnes, who is the uh, Poet Laureate for Worcester. So I'm looking forward good. to some poetry.
1: I've, I don't know anything about poetry, as you know, so yeah. I'm looking forward to be
0: educated. Yeah, we will be. <laughs> uh, we've also got Kevin Brooke, who is uh published... Uh, sort of person yeah. as well and also uh katie <laughs> uh who's going to be doing uh, her kind of prose and view on the world stuff like that so that's pretty cool should we get should we get
1: going should
0: we get no no go? i've got one more thing to say okay so uh part of the uh point of this evening is we are raising money for fibromyalgia action uk Mm -hmm. So uh, they are a national charity that uh, do things for people with fibromyalgia. So they offer a lot of support services such as uh, support groups and things in local areas uh, all over the country. Uh, They do a lot of online stuff as well. So they've got uh, a Facebook page where people can chat to each other and uh, get information as well. They do a lot of campaigning to increase awareness of the condition, which is really good and uh yeah so we're raising money for them tonight we've got a raffle which we'll be doing later on so put your
1: hands in your wallets
0: hands in your wallets please people hands in your wallets buy some raffle tickets (laughs) Sarah will be going around with the thing if (laughs) if, of course if you are listening to the podcast or online live thank you for tuning in uh unfortunately uh you won't be able to join in the raffle oh well oh well uh, if there's any just give me a tenner next
1: time you'll be fine (laughs) (laughs)
0: i'll make sure it goes to stew yeah cool so, we'll get cracking with going poetry. Are we gonna, what are we going to kick off with then? Okay, so first of all is going to be me okay. doing some poems. I'm uh, looking forward to this. Yeah, so I do sort of kids poetry. I've done one on uh, Flam and Flange before, which yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, so I'm going to do that one again, but also I've got a couple of new ones, and I've got one that's uh, specifically written just for the hero's crew. Oh okay. So it's not really a kids poem, but we're all <laughs> big kids, so yeah. It's about day.
1: Well, you know. So I good. can't I can't judge. I don't do anything, so that's fine. <laughs> no. But you're a musical man, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. All good. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Right.
0: So, let's stop that.
1: Oh, mixing amazing as ever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> Simple. Right. So, just give us a couple of minutes. So tonight you might find that there's a few uh, a few little. We are doing this live. Quite I mean, we
1: do. Bit. We always do our shows live, but like
0: Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot that can go li- wrong tonight. <laughs> yeah. A lot and that it can will go wrong.
1: <laughs> we struggle with Spotify, mate. So.
0: We do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so.
1: Okay. Let Let's kick off with then. So, um, Stu Magoo.
0: Thank you. Okay. So, did I ever tell you about Laura Larry? the angry fairy. She was ginger and ninja and a bit of a whinger, and on Fridays she collected teeth. When looking for molars, from cola to pola, she would often shout and swear. Now children at night, they don't like a fright, and it was them that she usually scared. Now one night she was chased round the house by a cat and a mouse and a rabbit that looked like a bear, and when she eventually fled and got back to her head, she cried and pulled at her hair. I'm the worst fairy ever. I only wear leather, and I'd rather be out stealing jewels. I take rubies and diamonds from the wives of Bill Wyman, and they would never know, the fools. But I'm stuck in this job, dodging the cats and the dogs, still running around like a lemur. And when I go for the tooth, I'm deliberately uncouth, and then I get even meaner. I don't leave the money, because I think it's funny to leave a whoopee cushion instead. And when they wake, the mattress will shake, and they think they farted in bed. So that was Laura Leary. Thank you very much. Okay, so I've got, uh, this is Grotnose Gringle So, did I ever tell you about Grotnose Gringle the butt ugly troll who had a bad back? He was grouchy and grumpy and green, the ugliest thing you've ever seen. He had three toes on the end of his nose, but his house was remarkably clean. One day, while playing tennis with his friend, Stinky Dennis, he floundered and slipped on his balls. He went down with a crack right on his back, and so they immediately made emergency calls. They went down to the quack to sort out his back, but they said, I'm sorry, we don't treat trolls. You see, it's the cuts. They'll shut out your butts, because they like to go off on their holes. Well, how does that help me? I'm in agony. Is there nowhere for me to go? Well, you could try xylophone Stan, the osteo man. I've heard he's the man to know. So Grotnos and Dennis abandoned their tennis and went off in search of Stan. They travelled a while over rickety styles and then sat down to eat flan. The very next day, as they went on their way, a voice said, are you looking for me? Are you the man? I'm Xylophone Stan, said so Grotnos to Dennis. It's he. Well, let's get started, he said as he farted and pulled out a big bag of mallets. I'll fix you back, Mr Gringle but then I'll empty your wallets. I'm not sure I see. Well, this service ain't free. So grotno got it to leave. I ain't got no money, only some honey and an old tissue up my sleeve. Well, then pay me with Dennis. I've always liked tennis, said Stan, who thought it a wheeze. I'd rather be in pain with a friend to my name than lonely and old like the trees. So they went on their way, grunt dismayed, but happy to still be with Dennis. Well, that wasn't much fun. I hurt me back in me bum. And to be honest, I don't much like tennis. (laughs) Thank you. Now I've got one more, which uh, shouldn't be too long. And uh, I've written this especially for the heroes crowd. So this isn't uh, no no one in here. Yeah, they're all out the front. Uh, But yeah, so this is uh, yeah. Like I say, it's not quite a kids' poem. This one. So did I ever tell you the story of Balthazar Beau, the perpetually depressed emo crow? He was so 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 cool. He thought the world were fools. After all, he wore sandals and turned-up jeans. He dyed his feathers in various hues going from bright red to pastel blue and wore t-shirts printed on screens. He wasn't accepted by his mum or his dad because they considered his fashion a silly youth fad so they generally ignored his game. So when he came home with a new tattoo they could not be sure what they should do. They thought he would bring shame. Is he our son? He wears a man bun and struts like an otter magician. "'What is that there that adorns your beak? "'Don't hide it away, now let me peek. "'You you look like a frightened pigeon. "'Look, Dad, it's nothing. "'It's a simple MacGuffin. "'It's nothing to concern you. "'I submit to my curfew. "'I'm always home before dawn. "'Yes, but look at your snout with that teenage pout. "'That screwed-up face, what a disgrace. "'You couldn't even work in porn. "'You're so unfair. "'You criticise my hair and get upset when I write poems.' ''But when I step out and get a tat on my clout, suddenly I'm not worth knowing.'' So he left in a huff with a bag full of puff and decided to meet Frank and get stoned. Now Frank was a mouse who lived near his house and often liked to steal bones. He pierced his nose with antelope toes and wore long hats made of velvet. But despite his size, he could, move, he could often surprise with kung fu moves like a ferret. They wrote down a story that was a bit gory and scared all the people that listened.'' They suggested the end of every new trend, and most of the hipsters were sickened. It seemed that without thinking, while they were drinking, they'd gone and twisted it round. Now it became clear the trends they hold dear were replaced with parenting grounds. They turned into their dads and gave up their fads and got themselves a mortgage. They got themselves married and babies they carried and worked full-time in haulage. Suddenly they realised, or maybe they surmised, that something had gone askew. They thought they were cool... But themselves, they're fooled, because actually, they're just like you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, just those three to start us off. A bit of comedy, sort of. Comedy, yeah, comedy, whatever. Yeah. Are you talking about Liam, then? Liam? Yeah. Um, I was thinking more of Ali when I wrote it. Oh, honest. right,
1: okay. <laughs> he doesn't work in <laughs> Heroes, but that's fine. No, but he's in here drinking, usually. <laughs> oh, right, I see what you mean. I see uh, what you
0: mean. Yeah, so we're going to go over to Tone Tanner now. Cool. Uh, if he's uh, ready. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Top's coming off, mate. Oh, the top's he's ready. coming off. There you go. Leave untou- the t-shirt on, mate. Christ.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not that sort of show. Ah. He's, uh, yeah, he's just getting his guitar and cool. bits and bobs are setting up. Luke's going to run through a little bit of an interview. Right? Oh, I was
1: going yeah, well, to get a beer, actually. But yeah, I could do that if you want. Yeah,
0: do your job first.
1: <laughs> yeah, do your job first. I was an interviewer. Um, oh, you always do this to me, so
0: well, I did tell you before, I yeah, I know,
1: thing. but you know, I don't prepare anything, do I? He's so just getting it, let
0: it
2: yeah.
1: he's, he's, here you Go,
0: yeah. hello.
1: So, did you want to uh, just introduce yourself, or
2: yeah, uh, shall I introduce myself to you or to everybody here? Well, you're, you're going out to about 60,000 people, so yeah, <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> no pressure, so uh, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm Tone Tanner, um, I was born in Worcester. And for my sins, I now live in Eversham. Mm.
0: Boo! I love Eversham. I've I've
2: been plenty of places in between, though, so... uh, So I've been asked to do about 15 minutes worth of songs, so I'm going to do... Yeah? Well, anything from roots to rave is what I do, so I'm going to do a a couple of up-tempo ones and a couple of uh, acoustic rock ones. Okay. And they're all going to be mine, so you won't know them.
3: Cool. Uh, yeah?
2: Yeah. Got yeah. any That's gigs cool. coming up? I've got a gig tomorrow. Have you? With the full rig. This is my little busking rig. If, well, not busking, my uh, open mic rig, if you like. But uh, yeah, yeah, my full show tomorrow at the Swanwick 2 Nicks, ah, just down nice. the road. Ah, Apparently wicked. this is the Arboretum's busking gear as well. <laughs> now look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. No, okay, we we'll are
0: looking forward to it. So oh. yeah, crack on. Far away. Thank you. <laughs>
2: So I've just given uh, the chaps uh, my latest record, which is called Duels, D-U-E-L-S, mm. and this is a tune from that. And it's a tune called, <coughs> excuse me, I just got over a man flu, uh, mm. a bit flemmy. This one's called, I forget what it's called now. I'll tell you what it's called afterwards, anyway. I know how it goes. Mm. That's called "Red to the End." Now I'd like to uh, dedicate that to all parents and kids going through traumas, put it that way. Okay, I'll do a song off for a record I made quite a while ago. And this one's called uh, "Maybe Later." <laughs> much indeed. I've got a bottle of beer over there. There's a chance you might be able to pass it to me. That's very kind. That's the one, yeah. We haven't got any insurance. So So I bought a new guitar pedal. Uh, I don't know if it's a bit too much. It's one of these uh, guitar organ things. (laughs) Quite like it though, but uh, anyway, I'm gonna do uh, another track off a record I made a few uh, years ago. This one's called Leave That Place.
4: Down to try again, to pick up. All over, I leave that place. When I'm rear my hand I fall. It's all over I leave that place When I'm reminded I forget that face I find I recover If I erase That memory From my mind. Sad. Think I'll always be sad Will I be quiet i'll do it again and when it's all over i leave that place when i rear my hand i forget that face I'll
2: I was to leave that place. <laughs> Have I got time for one more? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, for any nerds out there, I'm in dad gad tuning. And I'm going to attempt to tune up to uh, open G now. Without breaking a string. So I'm going to do a slide tune now. This is a one of my tunes off the record I made three years ago that's uh, an album called shot and it's a boogie tune let's see how we go with it
4: Storm breaks high, start to cry again. Things just got a dove hand. Things just got a dove hand. I guess it panned down different time Now we're all got blind. And life's what you make it, not what it makes of you. couldn't take it there was nothing i could do she took that easy way out she took that easy way out she gave me no flipping chance and she and she left me with She's a woman, she got all of me She got the house and the motor And she got custody It is unlearned I gave it my best shot But I I still got burned So there's a hole in my heart There's a hole in my heart I got to get a life But I don't know where to start Middle-aged drama Time ain't on my side No future, maybe Johnny Rotten And got it right
2: Thank you very much, that one's called The Shop And it's from The Album Shop, I've been Tony Tanner Thank you,
0: and I might see you all again one day Was uh, fantastic thank you so much for coming down to uh, do that really great set and uh, coming all the way from Eversham in this weather no no
1: I just came from over there but you know
0: you oh sorry not you it's
1: always about me it's always about me it is that was really good it thank was. you so much loved to it. say that was really really good it was so that was the first live Flam and Flange act wasn't it yeah well, well apart from you but you don't I count I don't count so that's fine no but right. yeah
0: that was really good i really enjoyed that and uh yeah really funky tune at the end um so yeah we've, well, we've got, got well before we go on to the next thing just to remind you all there is a raffle oh so, yeah sorry yeah sorry, we are sorry, raising sorry, money sorry. for yeah, fiber manager on. action uk we've got some excellent prizes Stew, got hats, wake up muffins go uh some. Go on. gin chocolate all sorts so yeah he get, know he's know he's going yeah what? he's ignoring us <laughs> uh, thank you to all the lovely people that have uh, come down this evening uh, it's uh, really great to have you all here now we're hoping that uh, Charlie Barnes Worcester's Perry Laureate she's just popped out for she's a wee she's having so a wee so we're well, just after uh, you know Okay. I
1: tell you what this is not the worst thing that's happened on our show is it really no no no, no.
0: absolutely uh, oh, oh, oh yeah no, it's yeah, cool yeah, we, we can we can just talk some nonsense for a minute it's fine um really yeah,
1: yeah of course all oh, right okay
0: yeah what do you want to talk people are leaving <laughs> yeah we scared off the
1: uh, the next are gone they're gone Mutante. they're <laughs> that's at that's the it. building shit yeah
0: go so. on then tell a joke uh no don't so we yeah, talked t- about the raffle ticket. We, d- <laughs> we did <laughs> But just to remind you, there are raffle tickets, please dig in. You don't have to buy a raffle ticket, but you can donate if you like. Uh, you know, we'll take uh, cash, check, card. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you like, really. This is really weird. I'm Sexual ve- favors. Yeah, I'm um, very
1: conscious of my mouth right now. Of your mouth? <laughs> yeah. Well. Do you not get that? No, not really. No. I mean, I,
5: that's
0: the
1: least conscious part of my body. <laughs> yeah well i'm very conscious about it now yes so, b- play some more poetry <laughs> or
0: do some more poetry uh i could do another one i could do a quick one yeah do a quick one do a quick one what time are we on we're, uh, we're at eight o'clock so we're ahead of schedule anyway oh, okay which is good and like in podcast terms we can edit this out a bit as well <laughs> we can like have it seamless you know power of power of the uh, power of ableton live yeah absolutely so I'll do a quick one, a quick poem for everyone. Mr Moose and his dangerous hooves. Do I need to stand here for this or shall I just go and sit down? Uh, well, you can sit no, down. I'll, I'll stand here and give you some okay. So you can act out all the uh, things for me. <laughs> okay. So, Mr Moose and his dangerous hooves. Did you hear of Mr Moose with the dangerous hooves, the scourge of Bury St Edmunds? Can't do that one. He would often dance from England to France and steal all the bank's hedge funds. They often pursued him, which always amused him, but they never could quite catch him. His hooves were magic, and for them it was tragic, as for speed, they couldn't quite match him. (laughs) He'd slip past the police, disguised as a sheep, and give all the money to children. He'd buy hats for the mums, and for the dads he'd buy gum, and often new houses he'd build them. One time the Prime Minister, who was awfully sinister, said, Oh, catch him and stop these games. He makes me look like a fool straight out of school, stupid and flaccid and lame. So Moose sent a letter that said, make it better and I'll stop the naughty calamity. The Prime Minister agreed and so he decreed to give all his money to charity. So Moose used his feet for magical feats of stunts and impl- impressive displays. And the children had fun and so did their mums and Mr. Moose was a hero that day. There you go. So is she back yet? <laughs> is she back no, yet? still not back. No.
1: So you've used flan in a number of your poetry. I love flan. Flan's good. Flan is flan is good. Oh yay! Rescue. Char- Char- <laughs> Charlie's back. Uh, you're up. So yes. She doesn't, look, give it, she doesn't give a shit, does she?
6: Right, okay. That's <laughs> no, I wanted to make a glamorous late entrance. That's too uh, late. Slash you told me that I was on in 20 minutes.
0: Yes, we're a little bit ahead of schedule, so it is our fault. So, um, so Charlie.
6: Stu. Yes,
0: <laughs> nice to have you here. Thanks for joining us this evening. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about you and your poetry and what you do.
6: Oh, man. Okay, um, so earlier this year I bagged... Um, the Worcestershire Poet Laureate role. Great. Um, which means that I'm meant to be, meant to be, notice, um, representative for the county in like poetry and literature events. Excellent. Um, which is fun and a bit scary sometimes, but mostly fun. Um, and it means that I get to do cool stuff like this. Excellent. Um, and I run my own open mic night as well, um, and going to schools and teach kids how to write, so every which is always fun. Um, yes. So yeah, that's that's my job for the next well six months because I'm five months in already.
0: Excellent. And where is your uh, open mic night on, and when is it on?
6: Boston Tea Party. Yes. Ooh, the beautiful Boston Tea Party, uh, and yeah, we are there um, every month. My next one is next Thursday, so the 21st of November. And then cool. on the 5th of December is our second birthday, Brilliant. Um, which I'm hugely excited about. Yeah. So we're doing like a huge raffle for a local charity and there's going to be loads of open micers and I'm going to drink some wine and try and host and we're going to see how that goes. So Excellent. Yeah, it, Excellent. Should be, it should be good fun.
0: Now, uh, just to, uh, obviously, this, I- this night's about fibromyalgia. I have fibromyalgia myself, and I understand you have that uh, as I well. I
6: have fibromyalgia. Yes,
0: so does that influence your work a bit? So oh
6: my God, all the time. Yes. Um, I try and not let it, um, and much to everyone's dismay, I'm like I'm not very good at the pacing things.
0: Yes, yes.
6: Yeah, um, and they're like, oh, if you just slow down, it will be easier. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it would be easier, but slowing down is it's
0: hard. hard. You miss <laughs> at, miss out on so many fun things if yeah, you slow down. Completely. It's such a such a tricky thing to get right.
6: Yeah, completely. And because I'm like I have another health condition, which I'm going to talk about a little bit in my set. Um, because I have been really poorly when i was younger um i'm really determined to just like get as much stuff done as i can yes um which means that i'm trying to do too much stuff at any at any given moment um but i just have this fear that at some point i won't be able to
0: exactly live for today yeah screw tomorrow
6: yeah Pretty (laughs) much. i'm like well i'll overdo it today and tomorrow we'll nap it's fine yeah
0: (laughs) yeah that's my i've got the whole day tomorrow for napping after all this stress tonight so yes. Uh, so we need to turn something up. Luke's signalling, turn up a mic. No, I don't know how they do it at the BBC, but <laughs> turn the mics up a bit. Okay, they're going up a bit. So, oh, no, not too much. That was your fault. Right, so. popped doing too much. Not your fault, his fault. Is fault. Okay, so we're going to hand over to you now to do uh, your thing.
6: God, no pressure. Um, okay, so... I'm doing this thing that I always tell people not to do. I feel really bad that I made people wait. I'm so sorry. Um, um, I could never be a rock star. I'm like, I'm two minutes late. I'm so sorry. Um, um, I always tell people to write stuff and then redraft it before they share it with anyone. And because I'm a hypocrite, earlier today I wrote something that I'm going to now share with you, even though it hasn't been redrafted. Because I don't really talk about fibromyalgia a lot in work that I share with people um, but it seems like a really uh, significant opportunity to take to be able to do that Um, so this is not about sympathy I hasten to add just about trying to explain things a little bit better I can't breathe there was a time in my life when this would have been prefixed with something exciting or happy I'm so excited I can't breathe. I'm so happy, I'm so overwhelmed. Now the more likely prefixes are, it's so cold I can't breathe. My chest is so tight. The spasms are in my stomach. I was diagnosed with chronic regional pain syndrome when I was nine years old and fibromyalgia when I was 26, which was at the beginning of this year. Fibro meaning fibrous tissues, such as ligaments and tendons. My to reference muscles. Algia meaning play, pain. Breaking the word down into its linguistic components doesn't make it any easier to understand. Logically, I know the meaning of fibromyalgia. The condition is widespread, isn't progressive, but can move and can come on without any obvious cause. Subjectively, it's a pain metaphorically and literally. And for the last four months in particular, there hasn't been a day where I haven't felt angry at my own body for developing something that despite being easy to treat, can't easily be controlled. During the summer, after a trip to hospital for a suspected blood clot coupled with stabbing pains in my chest, I was diagnosed with something called costochondritis. A condition I'm told is common, but especially common in people who have fibromyalgia. The term refers to severe inflammation of the cartilage around your ribs and chest plate. And as one doctor casually informed me, it can feel a little like being stabbed in the chest with a screwdriver, but it's nothing to worry about. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What advice? Since the summer, when what passed for sunshine in England was replaced with a drop in temperature. Whenever I go outside, I experience muscle spasms in my chest wall that are sometimes so severe my whole body shakes. The doctors have looked for a reason. They have done more blood tests than I care to mention and they're ongoing just in case. They've prescribed me tablets that haven't worked and frustratingly they found a health problem or two that I didn't have to begin with. After nine injections in the space of two and a half weeks to fix a severe vitamin deficiency, they decided the following. Our best guess at this point is that the costochondritis has caused a weakness that the fibromyalgia has moved in on. We're not looking for a cause, but we're going to have to look for reasonable ways to manage your pain. There is a weakness in my nervous system somewhere. Chronic regional pain syndrome in the most basic of terms is a defect in the nervous system that means your nerves miscommunicate pain signals to your brain, thereby causing widespread pain without a reason for it. Meanwhile, fibromyalgia, whenever it feels like it, can do exactly the same. Although fibromyalgia goes a step further to affect my cognitive functions, my sleep patterns, and sometimes my ability to hold a coherent conversation. And yet this thing that I imagine as a gremlin running riot, pinging muscle tissue like guitar strings and poking sensors in my brain to see which button does what, this thing doesn't exist, according to doctors, according to people you try to explain it to, according to people who think chronic somehow means something that will pass. Admittedly, the bad days and weeks and months will pass. The gremlin will be pacified or at the very least sedated by a hundred milligram increase in my pre-gabalin dose and there will be good days and weeks and months. But there will still be people who look at me with a suspect eye because you can't be both young and disabled. You can't be upright and disabled because, whatever this means, because I still don't actually know, I just don't look disabled. I don't know what disabled looks like, but in our house, I would like to add an addendum to this. My mum also has fibromyalgia. So in our house, disabled looks like getting up when you don't feel like it, putting your makeup on, taking your tablets and trying to smile anyway. Fibromyalgia through personal and shared experience looks pretty much the same because there will be good days, and weeks, and months, any day now. Thank you. Um, okay, so I know that that was a lot, so I'm going to try and turn it around in my next couple of pieces. Stick with me. Um, so, you know those people that post really like self-indulgent, maudlin Facebook statuses about things that they don't want to talk about, but they do want to post on social media. You know those people? um, They're usually people that want to talk about their problems without having to tell anyone what their problems are, because they realise that they might actually be slightly smaller problems if they shared them with other people. Um, So this is a little bit of a dig at all of those people. (laughs) Um, So this is called Prayers, Please. I don't want sympathy... I don't want a comment on a status or guidance for a hiatus from a life that I don't actually want to take a break from. What I would like is to be better, is for my brain not to complain every time something bad happens, for my nervous system to stop fighting and flighting get at every slight thing, and I'd like God how I'd like to peel back the brave face and show you broken foundation, not for prayers, please, but just to explain. Pain isn't visible. I don't wear it like a garment or walk with it alongside me. I can't hold its hand and ask how it's feeling because it's a thing I'm concealing underneath layers. And prayers, please, won't help with that. An iron will means I'm unlikely to ask for help where it's needed. We've conceded it's a family trait, but one I wouldn't change because it taught me how to walk twice. It keeps me walking on days when knees buckle, when legs are lined with weights, when feet are more pig-headed, and I dread, have dreaded a day when Will might not keep me walking. But a talking cure won't do the trick, so I'm guessing that posting about it on social media won't either. Instead, I'll keep busy. I'll take on too many projects, write too many books, moan a little, and live far too much for a woman whose own body turns against her on any average day. But what can I say? Sinking has never seemed like an option, even when your body becomes the anchor. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to ditch the disability stuff and go for something slightly lighter. Um, so I have two pieces left, um, if that's okay. You say that now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, get her off! <laughs> um, so I have two more pieces. Um, this next one um, is hopefully funny. Um, it's called uh, Romantic Comedies Are a Dangerous Model for Love Affairs. So this is how I imagine it. We're home later than expected, which is as much your fault as it is mine because you spent far too much time talking to What's Her Name about What's Her Name and it's raining when we pull up. We need milk and we're playing short straws but in the end I'll accept getting wet because my hair has already started to kink in the dampness of outside air and I tell you it's too late for me now. You should go on and get the kettle on without me. I've told you that I'll make hot chocolate. But I forgot to say the part about me not wanting one because I knew you wouldn't want me to make one if I weren't having one myself, so here I am buying milk. And in this imaginary scenario where I am post-poetry and about to drink tea in bed next to a beautiful someone, I suspect that I am the happiest I've ever been. So this is how it is. I'm home much later than expected because I can't turn down people who want to talk to me, ever because when I turn the key in the lock and press in through the front door, the quiet will hit me like a crazed fist to a jaw because you aren't here. You walked in the opposite direction to me. You text your partner to tell them to put the kettle on for tea, and you gave me one of those neutral, nearly awkward one-armed hugs that kept me at a safe distance, which is probably the best place for me. The closest I can get to you now is calling up your name on my phone screen. I type, great to see you, six times before Spotify interjects with a pop-up for their Alone Again playlist, and I am miffed off to say the least that you're lying next to someone who isn't me, next to someone who doesn't come to poetry events, next to someone who won't make you hot chocolate. And in this reality scenario where I am waiting on the kettle's whistle to know that time is in fact still moving, I suspect that maybe Notting Hill did not properly prepare me for love after all. Thank you. Um, So, earlier in the year, I um, performed at Cheltenham Poetry Festival, and their theme was truth, which I thought was a really, really cool theme, until I realised that I have no honest poems. Um, So, I had to write something for the occasion. And um, loads of people around me at the time were writing list poems, which I thought was a really technical thing. It turns out it is just a list that you, that you read and tell people it's a poem um, I'm going to get loads of angry tweets about <laughs> everyone I know who writes list poems is going to be like actually you'll find that um, so this is my last piece it's also the most nerve-wracking first line of anything I've ever written um, so please don't hate me after I've said this out loud um, so this is called confession or a list of things that may or may not be true I have no objection to putting the milk in first when I am making tea. Every time. Yeah, every time. Yeah, every time. (laughs) This is why it's my last piece. I'm going to leave them. (laughs) I'm not going to say that first line again. I think we've all heard it. It's fine. When I'm in the flat on my own for the day or the evening, I will walk around as naked as the day that I was born and I will not care whether my body looks tired or stretched or anything other. When I'm in the flat on my own for the day or the evening, I realise that I am perfectly fine when I am on my own. I will happily leave my dirty washing to pile up until the last pair of clean pants are plucked from the drawer and washing is the only option left available to me and my bare ass. I will always eat pizza straight from the box because it genuinely tastes better that way. I will respect the fact that not everyone wishes to be the protagonist in a poem that I will write and perform in front of a room full of people and I will never ever warn someone when I'm about to do that, especially if they're in the room to hear it. I will fall in love with a thousand strangers because that's just the sort of person I am. When I'm in the flat on my own for the day or the evening, I will look up ex-partners across various social media platforms, and I will bathe in a glow of gratitude that they are ex-everythings. I actually like the Turkish delight chocolates in the milk tray selection box. For the longest time, I thought that after eight was an instruction, as well as being the name of the chocolate. There are times when I will write out a whole list of lies in the interest of telling one or two truths. Thank you very much.
3: Well, that was ace.
1: It was absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. shit. Hang on. Okay. Hang on. Forgetting.
1: That was an accident, guys, honestly. That was, you, but...
0: Mutante guys had a heart attack. Uh, that was brilliant. Thank Any you th- Charlie milk. for coming down. Milk. Milk in tea. I, yeah. Jesus Jesus.
1: That was pushing it a anyway. bit, wasn't it? Controversial.
0: Yeah. I know. We're always controversial on flam and flange.
1: Yeah, that's it. Boris sort it out, mate.
0: <laughs> hey, don't go there, mate. Don't go there. Don't even start. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> oh. Hey up. Hey up. There hey. oh. we go.
3: See
1: if we get them going now. Yeah. Yeah, let's not get political. No, that right. was great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for gone? doing that. She's gone back to the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So what are we doing now? We've got Mutante, hopefully, if they're um, feeling up for it. Uh, Me and
1: you've di- got the keyboard here. We'll, we'll just do it ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah, no, we've, we've had no. them on Flam and Flange a, a Loads couple of times. of times. Yeah. But we love them. They do such good music. So, so much. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to move from behind here. Yeah, we're going to have to go, aren't we, now? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll have a bit of a pause while they get into position and start playing. Okay,
1: yeah, sorry about this. So, yeah. Uh, the pause, I mean, not Mutante.
5: Jesus. Don't give <laughs> me <laughs>
0: was absolutely fantastic another big hand for Mutante please cheers dude thank you so much yep just passing the mic over to come on producer
1: anyway Jesus
0: Christ that was good wasn't it it was there was a lot of new stuff there as well from those guys so we enjoyed that greatly massively absolutely Massively.
1: massively I don't know put your earphones on what does it look like does it sound good
0: yeah, it sounds good. That uh, that buzz that I was worried about seems to have gone. <laughs> yeah, they've knocked it out of it.
1: Okay, yeah. cool. So we're glad. So, so what have we got next? What we so, got next?
0: Uh, yes, so we're going over now to Catherine Harris. Okay. Now, yeah. Doing some more poetry. Doing some more poetry. Yeah. Uh, the Arboretum guys are getting their... Well, well, well,
1: well, 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 sit back down there. No, no, yeah, <laughs> it's you. Sorry?
0: It is you now.
1: Oh, sorry. I apologise. Yeah. Jesus is. Christ! I just
0: said her name. Are oh, right, you okay. listening? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the the bar's getting quite full now. Lots it of people is. in here. Yeah. So, thank you to everyone who's come down and is eye. listening or uh, if you're listening on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been great so no, far. No, I'm here live.
1: It's fine. Sorry? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds.
0: <laughs> All right, then. So, yes, let's uh, get uh, Catherine up on the mic. Hello.
5: Hello? Oh. Hello. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, oh, press you. the
7: button! This is very exciting!
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, you give me a heart attack then. I thought yes. I'd press that and I was like, oh. <laughs>
0: oh, this is live, isn't it? This is the flam and flange that thing. Was, yeah.
7: That was great. I think that's better than what I'm going to do. Do, yeah. it over, do
1: it over the top. Yeah, I That'd could wrap cool, as it? well. Yeah. I'm going to yeah.
7: start <laughs> wrapping now. I'm moving into a new area and it's all wrapping. <laughs>
1: So Kate, right, we're going to hand over Katie. now, aren't we? Yeah.
0: Uh, just, get, 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 uh, <laughs> just tell us a little bit about yourself.
7: Okay. Um, my name's Katie, but I'm Catherine on the posters. Oh, that was loud, sorry. Um, I'm Catherine on the posters because that's... You know, that's how you have to be official on posters. I'm not actually going to do poetry. I'm going to do some prose. I hope that's okay um, as, a little, as a little change. And I thought, oh, it will be different, but actually the next person's doing prose as well. So what's happened is you've come to a storybook club. Oh, thank you. You can be in charge of the microphone. Much better than me being in charge of the microphone. Um, yeah. So if that's okay, I'm going to tell you what is essentially a little story. Um, what I tend to do in these scenarios is just talk about something that's happened and it kind of, and it kind of goes like that um, rather than having a wonderful, fully formed narrative. Am I really squeaky or am I okay? Can you hear me okay? Okay.
5: Yeah, there's a little bit
7: feedback, isn't it? That's what I was thinking. Go closer to it, like that. Is that okay? Will that do? Okay. I'm just gonna start now. Um, this is called Imagination, and it is about making bad decisions, which is something that I am really, really good at. Like, almost, I would almost say that I'm the best at making bad decisions. And when I was younger, I was very imaginative and that's what teachers say on your reports when they're trying to be nice about the fact that you look out of the window all the time. So they would say things like, Katie is very imaginative and she lives in a dream world. And what that actually means is we are very busy at the school and we are just pleased that she has stopped eating the Play-Doh. And I was liable to romanticise things a lot. And obviously at this point, I was a bit too little to romanticise boys. That comes later, as you'll see, but I believed up until the kind of embarrassingly old age of about 15 that I might develop magical powers at any time and that it could just happen and that one day I would shoot things out of my fingers and that would be it. And I had a fancy dress box until I was 14 to practice my many different futures. And one of the outfits, which I now realize was weird, and when you're an only child, you don't immediately realize things are weird, was a spider outfit. And... I thought that I might just transform into an arachnid one day and it didn't ever occur to me that that would be quite odd and also that my mother would have been terrified of me so it would have been a massive problem. And so... After watching Homeward Bound, for example, which is a film where a load of pets go away and then come back. So Homeward Bound is not only the title, but it's the entire plot of the film. I developed an imaginary friend that was a dog that I had for years. And my mother would try and like set a place at the table for it. And I'd be like, Mum, no, don't sit down, Lindsay, the dog's actually sitting there. And I'm really telling you this to give you an idea of the fact that I don't think you necessarily lose everything about your childhood when you grow up I think you kind of suppress it a little bit but I think that if you're drunk or a little bit damaged or you're feeling a bit sad, that those things can come out. So for example, if you were a very lazy child, then you might now be a secret slob and you've got 15 old plates in your room and an overflowing bin and lots of tissues and all you've eaten for about three weeks is pot noodles. And you're not washing up because you're waiting for your mum to come and wash up for you. And I want to tell you now that she's not coming. You're 37. You need to wash up. So basically this is just a lead up to me telling you about two major bad imaginative decisions that I've made over the last couple of years. And how, because life tends to do it, it came and smacked me in the face like a shovel of realisation that actually your imagination can lead you astray. And the first one is a boy. Because it's always a boy. And his name was Joel. And Joel was a comic book artist. But he also worked at Threshers, because no one's actually a professional comic book artist if they're living in their mum's basement. And He wore a MAC coat that he'd found on a train and he used to say things like, possession is theft if you bought a new mascara. And disillusioned by love, I thought that like Alan Turing and Socrates and Van Gogh, Joel was misunderstood in his time and he was a maverick. So, I want to point out that the London Riots were going on at this time, and I think they were heavily influencing my imagination. And Joel had written a comic book about the political system in China at the turn of the century, and he'd drawn comparisons to the unjust politicians in our society, which, I'm going to be honest, is a bit niche. And I thought this was going to make him a famous author. And he was staunchly against all religion. He was a humanist, which is fine, but he kept telling me all the time that I didn't have a soul, like when we were just sitting in Weatherspoon's, You don't have a soul. And that's a bit off-putting while you're trying to enjoy your cider. And so, fully in supportive girlfriend mode, I thought that he was going to change the world. And I saw her standing together, my imagination going mad, us against the unjust society, defiant in our mindset. His comic book handed out to millions, a revolt in the streets. His shifts at threshers were getting in the way of this somewhat, so he gave that up and then came and lived with me at my house. And he started getting a bit weirder, If he went into a pub, he would order a pint of milk because he said he had heartburn and everyone would just look a little bit uncomfortable. And he'd read a lot about the Chinese politicians in his comic on Wikipedia. So there were quite large gaps in his knowledge. And if anybody asked him about it, he'd get very angry, which I took as an artistic mindset and decided that that was just adding to his fire. And I didn't ever question the milk-guzzling, Mac-wearing internet knowledge persona because my imagination had filmed him in as somebody else. And for a long time, I couldn't be dissuaded. I thought he was a genius. His drawing knowledge that he'd gained from his two semesters at art school before he realised that it was beneath him because real artists are born, not made... (laughs) This all carried on for quite a while. And here comes the smack in the face, because it's always coming. Your imagination can tell you so much until reality kicks in. And it was my friend Helen. And Helen lurched over to me drunkenly at a party, a party at which he had just drunkenly got in a mood because they didn't have any milk left in the fridge. And she came over to my ear and whispered, we all hate him. (laughs) He's really up himself. He's shit at drawing. And his Mac makes him look like a sex offender. (laughs) And sometimes other people's influence is what you need to get out of this. So that's my first reason. And the second thing that I wanted to tell you about actually only happened three weeks ago. And it's the reason I've got a slight limp at the moment. I went to see the film Hustlers at the cinema. And in this film, some lap dancers start a crime ring and they drug men and they text take their money when they come for dances. Now, I don't want to drug men and take their money, but I did get quite interested in the idea of learning to pole dance after seeing this film. And I used to be quite scathing about women who said that pole dance was empowering, but the women in the film were really good at it, and they were all lean and strong, and they didn't need nobody. And if there's one thing I want to be, it's lean and strong and not to need nobody. So I know I look like a librarian, but... I think it didn't help my plan that at the beginning of the film, the main character was crap at pole dancing until J-Lo taught her how to do it. And I thought, I could find my own personal J-Lo and then I could be really amazing at pole dancing and the economy might crash again soon, so I need something to fall back on. <laughs> the final part of this plan that had maybe not fueled my imagination but helped with it was that my friend Alice bet me 50 quid that I wouldn't do pole dancing because she thinks I'm a grandma in the body of a 30-year-old woman. So I booked a lesson. And when I got to the pole studio, it turned out to be a scout hut, which they'd rented out on a Friday night. And I realized that everyone had really small shorts on and I'm not somebody that wears really small shorts. So I'd kind of worn what was essentially a PE kit. And the tutor was called Candy. And I had these images of me like swinging around and being all, all good at it. But what she made you do was do this thing called the panther, which is where you kind of crawl along the floor, all sexy, but the floor was quite dirty and then she made me do the cobra where you kind of roll against the pole and i've never felt like such a twat in my adult life and then she gave me this chalky stuff that you've got to put on your hands i feel like nobody here has done pole dancing before i'm not judging you if you have done pole dancing but they put this like chalky stuff on your hands, so they're like now you lift off I'm not really a lift-off person. And she said, so you hold onto the pole and you lift your legs, and then you lift up. And the most exercise I do is lifting coffee cups to and from my mouth. So my arms are really weak. And she said, "Now you're going to do this, you're going to do this. And the other part of this is that because they're temporary poles, because it's a scout hut, they don't attach to the ceiling. So they've got these big bases on them that are kind of rimmed, and you've got to hold onto that and then swing round. So I've got the chalk on my hands, and I lifted up, and nothing. and then I kind of ran a little bit and lifted up, and nothing again. And the last time I was, I was just sure that I was going to be able to do it, and I hold, held onto the pole and I lifted up, and my foot caught on the bottom of the pole on the rim, and there was a noise I haven't heard my body make before, and my toe was definitely broken, and I was holding onto to the pole, and the lady was like, "Get down, get down, your toe is definitely <laughs> broken." And that was kind of the end of me becoming Lo, Which wasn't great, but, you know, dr- dreams end. And so what I'm saying... It is the end, Jasmine. That, really, if you're a very imaginative child, you believe, as an adult, that you are capable of anything. But the problem with being an adult is that you only believe that for five minutes until you're tremendously shit at whatever it is. Or the person that you're going out with turns out to be a Mac-wearing psychopath. And so you have to immediately give up and find a new hobby. And I am accepting suggestions for whatever the future me should be doing now um, and whatever will help me establish my real self. The most recent suggestion, I'm not even joking, somebody at work suggested I take up orienteering. (laughs) <laughs> because that might help me find my true self. And I'm open. So if anybody wants to contact me via via podcast or via Facebook and, and suggest my next dalliance, I'm ready. That's it. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: there we go that's on yeah that was excellent so thank you to Katie Harris
1: yeah thank you very much that was great excellent
0: Uh,
7: sorry that sounds really patronising it's (laughs) basically
0: that was pretty much stand up comedy
1: yeah yeah well like I said before to you I'm a little bit paranoid about saying these kind of things yeah because I haven't got a clue about poetry so
0: yeah no that was really good that was really good Uh, I'd suggest train spotting train spotting yeah it's the new craze man everyone's getting into train spotting again (laughs) they're not really I just made that up I fucking hate trains I could do pole dancing Uh, no (laughs) okay so we've got uh, next up is uh, Kevin okay so uh,
1: Kevin Kevin oh he's coming he's coming it's alright it's fine oh shit he's got a book (laughs) <laughs> He's got <a> book. <laughs> i just to
0: read, from it. Well, read the page. <laughs> so, Kevin, just uh, give us a little bit of an intro. Who are you? What do you do?
8: Um, I write mainly for young people. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, write uh, like stories for young people in, in the main. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, my latest book, uh, I wrote a book called Max and Lucia, uh, the Game Makers, which is based on the power <laughs> of the imagination, um, and that was based on going into schools and just being blown away by young people's imagination it's incredible how quickly they can create a story out of nothing uh, which is w- w- was really interesting so I wrote a book about it um, and there's a there's a night in that story and myself and the illustrator now go around to schools we call ourselves the story Knights because we're knights who tell stories so we sort a fit. the round table yeah, the round table all that yes oh uh, yeah all yeah. that business yeah do you yeah. have a horse sorry do you have a horse uh, um, of, s- of sorts more or do you w- just w- use coconuts yeah yeah a bit like the Monty Python thing yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. close so there. excellent <laughs> no
0: that sounds really good and is there have you got a website or anywhere people can find your stuff
8: um, I'm www.kevinbrook with an e dot com not Kevin Brooks because he's the more famous one Brooke oh. with an e. Don't right you're famous now simple <laughs> <It's> good <laughs> like it Yes. So, yeah, we okay.
0: we'll get off the mics and let you take over yeah, yeah, and do yeah, your get, thing.
1: Take this off me, man. Okay.
0: Go for it.
8: Hello. Good evening. Hello. Hello. I was going to read a really long, dark story, but I decided not. It's not too. So I'm going to read three quite short ones, and hopefully they'll be mildly amusing. Um, the first one is called The Chair. it's dark (laughs) (laughs) that's not the story sorry where's the antique then asked steve avoiding the temptation to glance at the mahogany chair hidden under the table if he was right and he was certain he was it was an 18th century lambert hitchcock in all its finery might be worth something i don't know said the old man next to him pushing the chair towards the center of the room sad to see it go but i need the money Steve nodded, concealing a smile. As the middleman, he had the perfect scenario a naive seller and an uh, equally gullible buyer in, already in mind. So, what if the old man needed the money? He should be more careful and check his facts. Steve had to. Firewood, that's all, said Steve. I'll give you tw- twenty quid as a favour. The old man's eyes darkened. Twenty, you say? Well, well I've got no choice. Steve opened his wallet, picking a note from the bundle in the side. My car's too, too small, so I need the van. See you tomorrow. Deal initiated. Steve was already counting the profit. Back in his car, with his one hand on the steering wheel, he punched a number into his phone. I found a chair, he said. Definitely a Lambert, but the bloke was cunning. And drove up the price. For a mate, I'll let you have it. For 500. Deal complete. The phone rang again. It was the old man to say he had a nice surprise for him. Annoyed, Steve shrugged, but nonetheless, he agreed to go back. The front door opened. A jam-packed white plastic bag handed across to a horrified-looking Steve. One favour for another, said the old man with a smile. I've chopped it up. Ready for firewood. You should be able to fit it in your car now. Thank you. I can hardly see. <laughs> <biggest Kevin's> <laughs> Has anyone got a torch? Hi, to the torch on my Sorry, I'm...
7: <coughs>
8: Sorry, I, I can't see. It's the light, I can't see.
7: On, Kevin.
8: You get to a certain age, don't you? Thank you. Oh, perfect. woo Okay. <laughs> Marvellous. This one's called The Landscape Painter. Fed up with the bleakness of the winter months. Cheesed off with the endless blank canvas of a snow-covered countryside, Joseph made a decision. His heels clicking with excitement, his mind a kaleidoscope of intention, he set off with some brushes and pots and proceeded to paint the landscape. He began by painting the leaves on the trees, then the trees in the enchanted forest, the shrubs, the pathways and the fences that stood to attention, his multicoloured paint splashing on the ground as he went. The addition of as many many different flowers as he could think of followed, and they could be, until they could be seen at the foot of every tree by the side of every path and on the edge of every stream, something was missing. however, Joseph's coats of many colours included all but the one he favoured most. He looked back to where his heavy footprints had treadden a whirling swirling path through the snow. Some careful manipulation, plus a huge imagination later, and a yellow brick road was added to the landscape, painted all the way back into town. After one final sweep across the golf course, Joseph's work was almost done. An hour later, he was seen in the high street with a brush at the ready, complete with both an enormous bucket and a wish to celebrate his achievements. Tempted to use his favourite colour, he decided instead to paint the town red. (laughs) And finally, uh, 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 um, a slightly darker one called Butterfingers. Five-year-old Maisie lifted her hands from the cake mixture and clicked her fingers. She went back for seconds, but the bowl slipped through her butter-coated fingers and smashed onto the kitchen floor. Butterfingers, her mother shouted, trying to hide her annoyance. As Maisie became older, her reputation for dropping things grew by the day. The smash of glass here, the fracture of china there didn't help her cause. However, it was the incident with the Bunsen burner at school that sealed her fate. With most of the school burned to the ground, Maisie finished her education at home. Confined to her room, she found other ways to amuse herself. Small plans were put into place. Her occasional venture elsewhere in the house and the ensuing clumsy incidents were covered up. She became obsessed. For a girl who had always been blamed for everything, it was the perfect release. Life went on. Things went on around her to which she paid little attention. Big hairy dude might be called Tom, she replied, when asked the name of her husband-to-be, a man who continued the humiliation of her early years. I'll cook the meal, he'd say. I'll I'll, I'll open the wine. The wedding day came. The service, the speeches, the meal. Then came the moment both Maisie's mum and the hairy dude Tom were dreading. The cutting of the cake. Somehow, the knife dropped from Maisie's hand and embedded itself into her mother's chest. Somehow, when Tom bent over to help, the knife stabbed him through the neck. Maisie tried to look shocked as she wiped the blood from the knife onto her mother's dress. Oops, she said. Butter fingers. Thank you very much.
0: We're getting there, we're getting close to the mic. Yeah. Are we in? We're in. We're done. So yes, I've just been frantically ripping raffle tickets because we're (laughs) going to do the raffle now. (laughs) And uh, they're beavering away over in the corner. So uh, by the look of it, we've raised about £120. So thank you everybody for... What
1: are we raising money for
0: again? We're raising money for Fibromyalgia Action UK, who do loads of excellent stuff for people with fibromyalgia. Spreading awareness, putting on support groups, uh, doing things on the internet to support people who can't, you know, get to support groups. No, that's the trouble. trouble with running a support group for people with fibromyalgia. Mm. You put it on and then no one turns up because they're all at home ill. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry, I shouldn't laugh about that, should I? No, uh, but it is hard work. Oh wait, hang on, we're being So cast- we're going to start, we've got a dog poo bag filled with hundreds of pounds. What the hell uh, is that? It's a dog poo bag. Yeah, man. Who shit in a bag? I did not shit in a bag. It was just I've got a dog and it was in my pocket. and it's Right, this useful. is
1: going to take forever. So right. if people want to go and get a beer or do no, whatever. Can d- someone get me a beer, please? Looking at you, Tim. <laughs> I'll
0: sod you then. Sorry, my mic went off there. Okay, so what lots of prizes. Pull out a number, please, sir. Pot, yeah. Cheers, cheers, Stu. Uh Yeah, I love a whiskey. Cheers, dude. uh
1: Ed Fox number four oh one. Ed Fox four oh one. He doesn't give a shit. He number four oh one. What's he won? Have you got four oh
0: one? What's he won? He's won whatever he wants to choose off that table. Oh, is that what we're doing? There's That's mugs. So. There's hats. <laughs> there's bottles of gin. There's oh, what's he gonna go for? There's. Dunno. Oh, he went for the bottle of gin. Yay. Of course he did. Yeah. Course this he is did. a bit like Phoenix Night, isn't it? It is.
1: Oh, God. I want to go home. Right, come on. Let's get this over and done with. Right. Well, we've got a lot of prizes to get through. Yeah, we've got Charlie. Charlie. 251. Two, 251. 251. There's no rhymes for that? 251. Tim, one. what rhymes with 251? Put it in. Up your bum. up your
0: bum. Yeah, up your bum. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie. Yay. What would you like? Please, take your prize. Oh, you going for the yeah, cakes? Yeah, take some muffins. There's a bottle of wine there that's Baked probably worth about like 10 quid. They are very so. lovely. Yeah.
1: Yes. But they ain't gonna, you can't sell them on eBay. No, but I can't even, uh. Okay, yes. fair enough. That's cool.
0: <laughs> Excellent. So. Oh, Jesus.
1: Yes. Right, what are we doing? So we've got... Uh, I can't even read that. Oh, Jamie, Sa- Randall. Jamie Randall. Jamie Randall, please stand up. 2007. 2007, uh, right. Jamie Randall, the year he was born. What are you going for? I oh. bet he goes for the mug. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know the Randalls. That's, that's like subliminal they advertising. Right. Uh, 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 what have we got? Seb. Oh man, this is this. Right, come on, get up here. You can get. You can get the other mug. There you go. You got a pair. Gonna <laughs> worry about that now.
0: You. You can take what you like. Oh, he's gone. He's gone for the wine. He's gone for the cheap. Gone for the cheap wine. Okay.
1: Right, what have we got? Uh, Maria. Maria or Naria? Naria. Naria or or diarrhea?
0: Daria. Oh, Daria. Daria. Sorry. Two six six. Two six six. Are you in the house? Come get your prize. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, take what you like. The mug. Jump sure? for the mug. Okay. Jump for the, the mugs, mugs, man. They're cool mugs, uh, They're to be honest. Say <laughs> on the
1: table. Like, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. I Alright. would have had a mug. That would be good for whiskey. You are a mug. Right, where well, are we going then? Um, cow? Kevin. 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 317. 317. Three one seven. 317? One seven. Three Come on, on, mate. Just make sure it's the right Kevin. Kevin. Come on, Kevin. Okay. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. oh, he's gone for the hat. For a that. Hat. There's a phone there. There's like, there's more whiskey. Oh, here we go. Oh, there
0: you go. Booze.
1: On there. We're not allowed stuff up here, mate.
0: Electronics. No insurance. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: We're doing extra push ups on Tuesday. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, right, okay. Who have we got? Marcus. Where is Marcus? 274. He's gone home. 274.
0: Marcus. 274. Marcus is in the house.
1: Marcus. Come up,
0: get a prize. Is that the? There's Marcus. He's coming up. He's coming up.
1: What is he going for? What's he going for? Uh, Oh, another bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. No, Marcus. Mate, you can't smoke that, by the way. Right. Okay. Uh, Well, we got Jamie Randall again. Yeah. One eight seven.
0: One eight seven.
1: One eight seven. Well, you know, it's, I'm it's not it a bag. What are you going for?
0: Cakes muffins. Yes. Cakes. My mum will be pleased.
1: Right, this is a bit weird, isn't it? Right. Shall I keep going? Shall we yeah, keep, we? How keep, keep going? How many prizes have we got? got? Jeez Christ, we're gonna be a Four here on to right go, right. four to go. Uh what we got? Um, Sarah, Sarah Applegate, get your ass up here. What are we doing? The mugs are gone, mate. The hat? She's
0: got a hat. A There's a bottle of, of wine
1: there. <laughs> Rubbish. Yes. Right. right. And we got Seb again. Oh. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Do you want to give up your prize for someone else? Yeah, roll yeah, again. Roll again. Seb's I, don't, I don't know why I just put that back in there. Huh, what? Yeah It's not how it works though Is it
0: With the judge jury, And execution Marcus No Marcus no Fuck it too. Come on we'll keep going Come on we want to spread the ridiculous.
1: love Right who we got I can't even read that Tim Tim Tim, Tim Clough Tim Clough Right come on Tim Guess what he's going for <laughs> Guess yeah. what
0: he's going for He does deserve it He's done a lot of favours. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Drink well that
1: so. Strawpedo that on the way home That'll be fine I've only had uh,
0: <laughs> Right someone new A Blank ticket Oh no it's not Sean. Sean yeah. 56 She's got the chocolates Yeah It's right. all the booze
1: is gone That's why Right
0: okay cool Okay final box of muffins
1: Final box of muffins <laughs> We got Seb again Seb you want to come up in? No sit down mate Right <laughs> uh, Who's that Sean. Chef. Sean. And nah. Flannel. No. Has anyone else put any fucking money into this or what? <laughs> Jeez. Cro- uh, Will Randall. The Randalls have done all right, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, right, uh, right. Will. Ten quid.
0: Yeah. Oh vote fixing well that's too fucking late isn't it yeah Jeez that Christ. mobile phone I don't know who it is but yeah shall we raffle it off anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> who's won the phone
1: Ed Steele <laughs> no
0: <laughs> right, right okay shall we get this over and done with yes right, okay, so cool. uh, have we got we, next? we've done the thing we've got the money everyone's happy so <laughs> now it's our headline act of the evening in the arboretum yes, uh, yes another Flamme frange favorite and uh, we do need
1: to say thank you for these guys because if it wasn't for these guys
0: this wouldn't have happened would it, it literally wouldn't. yeah literally the yes. well there's a, well we'll
1: give thanks to everyone that deserves it in a bit but
0: yeah definitely but uh, certainly their two fono two jack adapters really <laughs> made the whole thing come together <laughs> so yeah I see thanks just guys. you guys all right see you in a bit see you in a bit
1: Hang on a
5: second, let's get the mic.
8: Well, good evening, and thanks to Flamen Flange for a great evening so far. We're the Arboretum, and this is called Parallaxis.
1: turn up a
2: bit sure. Mixer. Come on. Up thank you this is uh, called when we get going uh cortex it was our last
8: thing out on spotify
5: We've been in the Arboretum. You've been a great audience. Thanks to Flamme and flange. Thanks to Mutante. Thank you. Good night. The best, like all conviction, while the words are full of passionate intensity.
0: And everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best, like all conviction, while the words are full of passionate intensity. So that was the fantastic Arboretum there. Brilliant tunes. Thank you so much for doing that, guys. You've been absolutely excellent. And, uh, yeah, Luke is at the bar. So, Luke, if you can come back in from the bar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Like I say, we've been very grateful to everybody that's come down here this evening. He's on his way back with drinks in his hand. Look at him running. Uh, we've been very, as I say, very, very grateful to everyone that's come down here this evening.
1: Oh, I'm terribly sorry.
0: Oh, you're back.
1: Can normally go on for about 10 minutes? Like, what happened, guys? What, yeah. what happened? You got upset you
0: watching. <laughs> yeah. We were watching, we loved it. Yeah, they, yeah fair enough
1: was it just like that on the dot like, we're yeah, done now bang, it, bang. we're done we're off delay off
3: yep. go okay cool yeah
1: right so we've got to wrap this up haven't we so we need to thank everybody yes everybody so apart from
0: Tim Corbin. apart from Tim no we thanked him he did the posters and I they look amazing I couldn't give
1: a shit sing us. song that's to do sing in the town
0: what song would you where I like was it? born Lived a man. Sorry. Okay. It's so no. Project. A big thanks to. I've no, got to thank everybody. We're doing rolling credits now. So rolling, rolling credits. credits. Right. So okay. So reel
1: them off. Right. So heroes for. for yes. Thank us. you
0: to Sean for. Sean
1: and for putting all the
0: stuff on. Yeah. Um, letting us S- use S- it. S A I N S I I, I S I I N
1: Mate, I don't do poetry.
0: Yeah, uh, thank you for all of the prizes. Thank you for letting us use the space. Thank you to all the lovely staff for uh, serving everybody with the best, the finest booze available to you, to, to humanity. Yeah, yes. it's all
1: right. It's not. It's yeah, it's, yeah. Sure, yeah, you okay, drink enough okay. of it. Well, you know, yeah, it's fine.
3: <laughs>
0: so yes, uh, come down to Heroes it's in Worcester such a for your <laughs> drinking uh, <laughs> needs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're going to get floaters in your drinks now, dude. I, oh,
1: I may have been drinking it for years. It's fine. Yeah. Right, come on. So uh, we have got to thank everybody. So.
0: so yes, thank you to Catherine Harris as well. She uh, did a lot of the organising as well, setting up the poets and everything. So that was really great. Thank you to Charlie Barnes, who uh, obviously also... Uh, suffers a bit fibro and stuff but she does uh, lots of poetry and things and supports a lot of artists so yeah. uh, she's a poet laureate so thank you to her for coming down and uh, supporting us, uh, thank you to Kevin Brooke yeah. as well some yeah. interesting words from him he's a great guy, liked him yeah. a lot he thank you to me for something. me doing me things, uh, thank you to uh, Tone Tanner yeah, where is he? He's yeah, gone he's gone really? home. He disappeared. Yeah. He, he just to get like home boom, for the floods, out. didn't he? Yeah. Because yeah. so he cool. lives in Eversham and it's very floody yeah. in Eversham. Very uh, wet. Very wet. Yes. Underfoot. Uh where you well is. And I am now. Yeah. Thank you to me Tante. Yeah, big shout. Big shout. Do you guys
1: want to do another we've got maybe like yeah. twenty minutes? Do you want <laughs> no, to like like, No, they're like no, I want to go into
0: bed. I've got kids. Alex I've work. to cough. Just get it over and done with. Yeah. And uh, and also, uh, again, big thanks to the Arboretum yeah, as no, well. Yeah, no, honestly. Great yeah. Honestly. Big round of applause for everyone. Yeah, thanks
1: and for Chris, because honestly, it wouldn't have happened without you, mate. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. He got us, uh, <laughs> you know, proper proper experienced people sorting us out. Yeah, he's like, get idiots. the fuck out of the way. Just, just let me like, I'll sort do this that. out. I'll fucking. I'll know. plug that in. Jesus Christ. You've done it wrong.
5: <laughs> yeah, got yourself
0: a So, yeah. Do. So thanks for everyone to everyone yeah, for, for being here and joining us, and yeah, tune in to the next Flaming Flange. That'll be at the start of the month next month. Will it? Yeah, it will. Oh yeah. God. All right, fair enough. I'll do it on my own.
3: <sighs>
0: yeah. What's the, the, genre? the genre next month is I haven't thought of it yet, and we'll do what the fuck we like.
1: It's going to be heavy metal because it's heavy metal. It's me- hip hop.
0: It's hip hop, and you're doing it. <laughs> Yee. some <laughs> break dancing and yeah I've just I've just spilt uh, an entire glass of whiskey on the floor behind Shh. here
1: I wasn't going to grass you up you grass yourself
0: up It it's right we need to we need to wrap this up
1: this yeah. is getting okay
0: so thanks so. everybody for tuning in thank you very and much we're going to stop it now so thank you I'll play some music are oh, you not uh, going
1: to play the Arboriev oh
0: uh, it it will take too long, dude. It will <laughs> take right, too long. Right. And thank you to Sarah for doing the raffle ticket. She is the king of... Uh, we need a remind from Tim there. and Also, yes. Yeah, I'm
1: such a terrible boyfriend. <laughs> you are.
0: You still are a prize. We still are a prize yeah, from episode, like, four.
1: The great thing about being a boyfriend is you can't get divorced. That's the great thing about <laughs> Oh, that.
0: you could, mate. You could get... Well, Mm. not not, not legally, yeah. Wow. (laughs) Will you please
1: turn the mics off?